Hey everyone, welcome to Clear Talk by CTSI. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. In the wake of COVID-19, businesses are looking at ways to utilize technology to keep employees safe. And joining me today are two experts from CTSI. We have Mike Wilson, the Director of Engineering. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me today, Tyler. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you again. And we also have Greg Gustafson. He is the Manager of AV Engineering at CTSI. Greg, thank you for joining us. Glad to be with you, Tyler. Let's start off just by talking about how you've seen businesses uh, really desire to innovate when it comes to utilizing technology to enable social distancing in, you know, in facilities, in spaces. Um, how have you seen that take place and what are, what are businesses really looking for in this area? So one of the you know, things that CTSI specifically is doing um, in this you know, post-COVID time is having uh, what we call our clear innovation workshops. And um, the Clear Innovation Workshop is, is like a roundtable discussion where a lot of the thought leaders within CTSI, Greg for audiovisual, and we have a couple of engineers for security and, and other uh, markets that joins the conversation with our customers to kind of just have, like I said, an open roundtable discussion to talk about things such as hands-free solutions, you know, interactive content, digital signage, um, occupancy management, elevated body temperature, detection systems. And, um, you know, really we, we like to have these dialogues to, to understand from, from our customer's perspective, you know, what's important to them. And that kind of helps us to, to learn and to shape the technology solutions that we design uh, for them. Yeah, I think that that's a big thing. The technical solutions that we can provide to kind of reduce that or increase social distancing, reduce physical touch points, and just kind of increase the overall hands-free environment. I mean, it's a really varied solution set, whether it's something that's voice-activated things or things that are tracking your own devices. And it really comes to a conversation with the customer and learning what would work best for them, both in terms of what they're technically capable of already, but also what works with their workflows and what works with how their people work. I mean, there's gonna be changes that need to happen and everyone's evolving, but the more we can stay the same, the easier those adoptions are. So we like to make sure that our solutions, they're, they're technical solutions, but they're technical solutions to problems that everyone faces on, you know, operational levels. So we like to make sure that all of those are seamless. So the technical solution, they're, they're varied and diverse, and we really like to pair that right one with the right end user. Absolutely. So from, from what you're describing, is it possible for businesses to utilize technology to create a more hands-free, touch-free workspace? And if so, what do some of those solutions look like? Sure. Yes. And, you know, exactly. Hands-free means touch-free, right? We want to minimize the number of touch points within a facility, within an enterprise. And so that's everything from environmental factors. So things like automating door opening, closing, uh, minimizing touching in elevators, lighting. So controlling the lighting within, within the space, HVAC, you know, a thermostat control, and then everything down into a, a worker's, you know, daily workflow, such as AV collaboration communication systems, you know, and, and exploring those things that, that Greg touched on, you know, bring your own device, right? Everybody has their cell phone or their laptop or tablet 
And, you know, so we're looking at ways to kind of harness the power of, of your own device for automation and control for content sharing and, you know, conferencing and things of that nature. Yeah, it really is important that we kind of learn and understand how people are using their devices and how we can enhance that. I think that we talk a lot about hands-free and reducing touch points. And, you know, I always like to say there's a reason that touching things is is a good thing. I mean, it, there's complications to it now, obviously, but that touch, that action is something that everyone understands in terms of how they are interacting with something. And I press a button, something happens. So when I lose that, we have to start thinking about things in different ways. And those, those technical solutions all of a sudden create operational changes. So I think kind of echoing what Mike said, that bring your own devices helps us strike that balance where you don't lose the ability to touch something. It's just the thing you're touching is yours and you don't have to worry about touching it because you're touching it all day anyways. So I think that how we leverage that essentially massive computer everyone's carrying around to integrate within the environment, whether that is on a environmental controls, HVAC lighting systems, or if it's controlling a conference room, it really can start to allow us to utilize a traditional interface in a safer way. Um, but then there's still other options for different things, depending on the solution. You know, there are options for voice activated things, um, voice activated control. I think that that's always something that's worth exploring. There's other implications that go along with that, but it's always part of the conversation. Yeah, you know, and one of the phrases that we hear quite a bit of is the new normal, right? And it's something that people uh, keep referring to, keep talking about, but it does appear that there is maybe a new paradigm for uh, how we operate in the office, kind of moving away from huddle areas and maybe having more open spaces, fewer people in certain spaces. So how can technology really enable those spaces to still work for businesses the same way that they are used to while acknowledging that there might have to be a new normal for a period of time. So back to the, you know, environmental or the facility technology solutions. Mm -hmm. You know, there there are things in the elevated body temperature detection world where we're putting automated systems at uh, lobbies or, you know, reception desks that will allow for staff and visitors to and employees to to walk into their you know their space and have their temperature checked those some of those solutions also have artificial intelligence that that will do mask detection and you know so we're able to tell if you're wearing a mask or remind the you know um, the person to to put a mask on if they're not wearing one and uh, to your point of social distancing and and kind of that that separation and providing space in rooms such as huddle rooms or even restrooms, we're, we're looking at technologies that do occupancy management. And so if we take up the square feet of, uh, of a certain space and we put the social distancing parameters around that, we're able to leverage depth sensing lasers to you know, track accurately people walking in and out of rooms. And so with that tracking of, of people, we compare that to digital signage that could say, you know, I know this room could hold six uh, before, but now with social distancing in mind, we have to limit it to two. So a, a sign outside the room that in real time is going to, you know, red light, green light, you know, enter, don't enter, 
um, estimated time to wait before you could enter. And then also we can integrate that kind of technology into room scheduling. So if we book a room for a meeting and uh, we have too many occupants, the system could automatically divert to maybe an overflow room or a secondary room and then uh, leverage some automation to, to share whatever that, you know, or join that meeting, you, you know, remotely. So there's uh, a lot of different options from, from an enterprise level that, uh, that we're looking at. And then, you know, Greg uh, can, can talk about some AV options. Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the, the technology and, and what we can do there in terms of, I, I kind of want to piggyback on one of the things you were saying, Mike, and that's kind of the scheduling. A lot of times the scheduling of rooms is very much tied into the AV systems because, you know, if I understand the schedule, I can start to begin to understand what needs to happen in a room at a given point in time. Um, so the scheduling and understanding the occupancy of rooms within the AV systems really allows us to leverage a whole lot of data to automate more and more, which then reduces touch points, keeps people safer. And we can even begin to look at like, how do we direct people even outside the conference room? So for example, if you look at things like digital signage and other kind of interactive displays that might be like the room scheduling signage, Mike was, was talking about outside of rooms that say whether or not you can go in that room or not. If we start looking at that and understanding the entire occupancy of the space, what meetings are in session, you can start directing people where to go throughout a facility outside of just, is this room good? It might be giving you, okay, you need to go to your office and this is the hallway you should go down. There's a ton of meetings that are about to let out in this one and you don't wanna be in that mix. And likewise, once we kind of know all those meetings that are going on in all those spaces, who's responsible for those meetings, what's supposed to happen in that meeting, we can automatically set up the room so that no one has to touch anything and it knows that the person, the individual that entered that room is the host and it says, let's go and it starts their meeting. Those are all things that are possible. And those are all things that, you know, require those conversations that we talked about earlier, but it's, you know, with the right forethought and the right team involved, it's all a possibility and it's all things we can help bring to real fruition, if you will. And, you know, just to add one more point with occupancy management, some of the discussions that we've had with our customers is on uh, sanitization of rooms after the fact, after meetings are held. So with using solutions that are doing more than just occupancy sensing, right? More than just turning lights on in a room and maybe automating AV, but truly tracking the flow of occupants, you know, in and out can trigger email notifications to um, cleaning staff that could then you know, know, okay, this room is safe for us to, to go in and sanitize and kind of reset. So we're, we're talking to a lot of larger corporations that have two, 300 conference rooms, you know, and they're looking at a way to reduce the number of open rooms or available rooms to maybe 20 or 30 but then also to take that 20 or 30 rooms that will be used on a day-to-day -day basis and, and how do we keep those clean? And um, you know, so using an occupancy management system is, is really kind of critical. Yeah, and even with that occupancy management system, as you reduce your number of rooms, like you're saying, if you have that system in place, as those rooms start to get used more and more, 
it gives you real metrics to understand when you have to figure out how to bring on more and more rooms as people return to work. So you have defined data that is real about the uses of these rooms. Yeah, that's that's really incredible. And the applications there seem um, to be something that's that's really important, especially during this time. So talk to me a little bit more about the role that interactive content can play in all of this and how th that's also a beneficial tool that can be used uh, during this time. Well, you know, so that goes back to the wayfinding Greg just mentioned, mm -hmm. and also just um, you know, interactive content is, you know, just digital signage, right? So being aware, um, educating staff, uh, employees, visitors of, you know, maybe, hey, there's an automatic hand sanitizing machine, you know, every 30 feet down the hall, make sure you use one or, you know, we practice social distancing, please maintain your six, eight feet, you know, so having that interactive content, that, that digital signage, that is kind of educating people is is all kind of just part of part of the hands free you know solution that we're we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that I, you know kind of even going back a little further into our conversation, a lot of this interactive content to me is now we're talking about how do we interact with your own device, bring your own device. How all of a sudden I, I'm in a conference room, right, and there's a let's say there's an older control system, maybe that could be updated to have a QR code that shows up. I scan it with my phone and all of a sudden I'm controlling that room. Likewise, if I'm in a building I'm not familiar with, I may be greeted with a digital signage platform that again, I scan a QR code or we might could talk more about this part. I can, uh, you know, scan using kind of a LED modulated LED light signature that could bring a map to the whole facility onto my phone so that I know exactly where I need to go. I don't have to risk, uh, you know, minimize my own risk walking around the building and go right to the room I need to go to. So that interactivity, I mean, it's always been important, but I think it's so much more important. It's how do we deliver a particular given message to the audience, whether that's visitors, guests, or if it's our own staff, and how do I provide a value there? And it's not just value like, oh, that's nice. This is real things that are needed. How do I actually deliver something to the people that are there that they can use, find essential, and do their job more easily? Right, absolutely. So, you know, we're talking about these solutions, and I think that that's the first step, obviously. But then you start to think about uh, potential barriers that people might have, and those would be, you know, usability and security. So if people are concerned about either of those two aspects, how can you help calm those concerns that people might have around usability and security? Both of those are very important details um, and any solution that uh, that we implement. So, uh, you know, let's tackle security first. So with security, there people have, you know, legitimate real concerns of uh, facial recognition, you know, facial capturing. So systems like the elevated um, body temperature detection systems, we wanna make sure that we're not, you know, recording or storing faces in a non-secure or, or non-compliant way. Occupancy management, you don't want a camera-based system that people are gonna be fearful that they're being recorded within the room. You know, I think everybody understands when you're in a public, you know, amenity space, hallways or, or lobbies that there's probably some level of, of security system. But when you're in a conference room, you don't necessarily want people to think that you're being recorded. So mm -hmm. making sure that you're using technology, um, you know, that I mentioned before, that's maybe laser based than camera to, to help ease that. 
But then you have the bigger security concerns, such as Greg mentioned the QR code, you know, control. It's it's really cool and powerful to be able to walk into a room, take your smartphone, take a picture of that QR, and it's going to pop up a, a control interface to control, you know, the AV system or whatever the technology is in the room. But what happens when you leave the room, right? That control system could still be open on your device. So we need to make sure that we're creating ways that change that QR code. And maybe every time the system gets shut down from a use, the code gets scrambled and you know a new QR code comes up so that people that leave one meeting can't inadvertently you know, connect or control that room. Things like the voice activation, right? Um, you know, everybody's heard of the series and Alexa's and, you know, those are, those are great consumer products, you know, to have at home. But when you bring that into your office, then you have to think about the security concerns or implications there with having a device that's always on in a room listening to you waiting for that command to you know turn the tv on or, or change an input you know so you kind of have to think through you know those those types of of things greg do you want to absolutely i mean it, it comes back to some sort of balancing act right for for some users that if we go to that voice activation that mike was just talking about you know a compromise there to always have something listening so that i can say let's watch tv and it and we're watching tv that might be worth it for them. Uh, but a lot of people, it's probably not. Um, but it's part of those conversations we have, you know, where are those lines for a given organization? And what do they want to do with them? Are they willing to sacrifice some security somewhere? A lot of times, probably not. <laughs> but it's all things that we need to have those conversations because, you know, there's always an idea, customers and users, organizations have an idea. And it's our job to kind of figure out those ideas, how, what, what the actual real world application of that is, and try and understand the consequences of implementing that idea on whatever scale we're actually talking about. And then when we get back to kind of that interactive QR codes in, in a conference room and those types of scenarios, it's also something we, we work with a lot where you have that refresh QR code or you have a refresh pin number that you can only see in that room so that you you know, that pin number is four or six digits and it refreshes every time there's a new session so that you have to physically be in the room to see it. It's really important for us to ensure that everything is secure. That's kind of our default until we're told otherwise, because for us, the security is of the utmost importance, whether that's the how you're controlling something, the occupancy levels of rooms, every type of security within a system you know, has a reason why it needs to be secure. And we need to be really careful to kind of honor that commitment to our end users and always have a real, a real and uh, a real good conversation with them to make sure they understand the implications of any system we're putting in and make sure that we're putting in a system that kind of meets their standards as well. And if we look at usability, you know, that second question that or uh, point that you had, 
we've gotten quite used to uh, working from home. <laughs> you know, most of us are, are working remotely and, and are leveraging tools and have a certain level of expectation from, you know, the, the UC platforms, the Zoom, the, the Teams, the, you know, WebEx, what have you. And as we look to transition back into the workplace and we're talking about all these hands-free solutions and bring your own device, we need to keep in mind that we, we've kind of gotten used to this, you know, remote application. So there has to be a good draw for us to come back into the office and the system has to be simple to use. So as we're looking at how do we take your, your own device, your mobile phone, your tablet, and making that the control interface, right? We're taking a, what could be a tabletop touch panel or a lot of handheld remote controls and trying to simplify that and bring it down to, you know, to a mobile phone device, right? And we want the system to be easily adoptable. We, we want people to just come in. We don't wanna have to give new training or kind of rework the flow uh, of using that technology. And then also, you know, we're trying to leverage things like that digital signage we keep going back to, that interactive content to provide that level of awareness for things like the elevated body temperature. This is a, a new kind of technology that, I mean, it's not a new technology, but it's something that's that's widely getting adopted now because of, of the pandemic. And so having digital signage that kind of educates and removes the need to have a staff person there kind of monitoring, but, but will enable people to kind of walk over and use the system. We want to make sure that we're looking to provide, again, that frictionless, you know, technology overlay to a person's workflow. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Mike. I, I think that how, how people are going to work in the office environment, in the commercial environment is obviously changed exactly what that's going to be when everyone returns. I think, you know, we don't exactly know, but I think that we know it's, there's going to be a demand for simplicity and also a demand for quality. The reality is once, you know, after we'll say a few weeks into the whole stay at home orders are in place, a lot of people got very comfortable with using their various forms of communication methods, whether that's WebEx, GoToMeeting, Zoom, all of these types of platforms. And ultimately, if you're sitting at your laptop or your mobile phone, it's a pretty high quality experience. So we need to ensure that the experience that we're delivering back in the office is on that same par. It gets to be a challenge delivering that same experience to a room with six people in it. It's a different type of conversation. You know, now there's six people, one camera. It used to be one person, one camera, just that, you know? So really how we do that, how we approach that, setting the right expectations for those quality levels and delivering on that quality and that usability, that's really one of, you know, my personal main focus areas is everyone's returning to work because I, I really think that quality and usability are kind of interrelated. I mean, if it's not looking good, if it's not sounding good, it's not very usable. So we need to ensure that we're focused on that entirety of the system. And that is the, you know, quality, usability, security, and really the people involved in it as well, making sure they understand what's going on and that they're well-informed and we have a methodology to 
help them be informed, whether that's digital signage or, or other training and user experience programs that we can help with. So Mike and Greg, as we begin to wrap things up today, can you just explain the role of an end-to-end -end integrator and tell me a little bit more about why it's so important to have somebody like that, that, uh, you know, when you're, in, when you're implementing solutions like what we're talking about today? So, you know, uh, Tyler, you and I met uh, on a podcast recently where we talked about the, our approach to clear design engineering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really feel that this holds true to that end-to-end -end integrator solution. You know, at CTSI, um, we really want to come out and meet with the customer, with our customer, with the project stakeholders and understand the problems that they're facing. I, you know, I don't want to, as a design engineer, just say, oh, here's an elevated body temperature, you know, detection system, here's a quote, and, you know, let me make a sale. You know, we want to come out and we want to speak and, and learn and understand what the problems are that our customers facing. And that's paired with, with our design engineers and our user experience team. And by us coming together and kind of understanding that we can steer the technology that makes sense for that customer, right? And then we take that a step further and we go into the integration uh, process, you know, where we're building the, the systems, integrating them into a facility, going through our training, our documentation process. And then instead of just walking away from a customer, we're bringing in that whole day two customer care support service, if you will, that, that CTSI offers. So an end-to-end -end integrator really to me is somebody that is looking to have a partnership with a customer and work through their specific you know problems and providing a frictionless technology overlay to whatever that problem might be to better their business outcome absolutely i think that this this end-to-end -end concept is it's kind of something embodied by every one of those stages that mike went through you know there's different parts of CTSI that are involved in each of those stages, whether that's sales, engineering, operations, customer care, user experience, all these different, you know, organizations within our organization. But there's a lot of commonalities between all them. And, and really it is that we're delivering a solution. We're not delivering a product, if you will. Um, you know, if we sell this piece of equipment and it, it doesn't do what the end user wants, that's a failure, failure on our part, not a failure of the piece of equipment. Really, we are leveraging this technology to deliver a solution, an integrated solution. We're not selling a technology to sell a technology, to sell a box, to sell a product. We really want to make sure that when we, I was going to say when we leave, but we don't leave, we stay engaged. We when we're done the that stage of it's been integrated. Once it's integrated, we want to make sure that that solution has made their their lives better, whether their work life better, made it more efficient, and that it really is, you know, helping them deliver on their business outcomes. Um, and that's how kind of we start to measure our own success once we've made their lives better. If we haven't, we need to figure out how to adapt, how to modify what we've done to make it happen, because ultimately that's how we're we are judging ourselves. 
Absolutely. Well, it's been uh, fascinating learning a little bit more about the the solutions that are available as the office workplace changes, and just uh, you know what you guys are doing to stay ahead of that and to help your customers reach uh, those positive business outcomes and and to find success in these areas. And so, Mike Wilson, Director of Engineering at CTSI. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you again. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. And Greg Gustafson, Manager of AV Engineering at CTSI. Greg, thank you for being here as well. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Clear Talk brought to you by CTSI. We appreciate you joining us very much. We'll be back soon with more. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Have a good one.